Welcome, Wellness Warriors. Tanya here. And this week, we've got something special from Daphne's highly sensitive and strong Facebook group, where she talks about calming our senses. Our senses are windows through which we perceive the world. Our eyes, ears, nose, mouth, and skin all play a vital role in shaping our experiences. What we take in through these senses has a profound impact on our minds and on our emotions. The intricate connection between our bodies and minds means that caring for our senses can help restore balance in our lives. Daphne will share with you a few practical ways to nurture and protect your senses through tangible physical practices and by considering the more subtle aspects of what we expose ourselves to, from what we listen to, read, and watch, to the company we keep, These factors, whether we are conscious of them or not, significantly influence how we perceive and navigate the world. If you haven't already, make sure to join Daphne's supportive community in the Highly Sensitive and Strong Facebook group. You'll find the link in the description below. And if you'd like to try any of the products that she mentions, you'll find a discount code in the description as well. We hope you find today's episode both enlightening and empowering. Daphne and I will be recording together again very soon, so stay tuned for more insights and inspiration on your journey as an HSP wellness warrior. So hello, friends. Welcome to today's live training. This is going to be a practical guide to calming your senses, and I think that this is one of the most important things that we can learn how to do in order to take care of ourselves as highly sensitive people. And high sensitivity is also known as sensory processing sensitivity, SPS. It is not a condition It's not a disorder or a diagnosis, but it does mean that we process sensory stimuli and information more strongly and more deeply than others do. So today we're going to cover a variety of different ways that we can actually take good care of our senses. So I hope um, maybe even grab something to take some notes and we'll go ahead and get started. So, um, If you're new to the group, welcome. If you're new to our live trainings, I'm Daphne, aka Yogi Ranger, and I am the founder of the group. Um, I'm also the creator of the Freedom from Anxiety program, and I'm a coach for highly sensitive people as as well as being a longtime yoga and meditation teacher. So our sense organs, and what I'm talking about is our eyes, our ears, our nose, our mouth, and our skin, they are the doorways to the outside world. And what we take in through our five senses really influences our mind and how we feel. And so we 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 want to take really good care of our senses and um we want to care for them in a way that it helps to restore balance to our mind to our emotions when we're feeling kind of out of whack we can actually address our senses and 
that will help our mind. It will help how we feel because our body and our mind are very intricately connected with one another. And so today I wanted to share some very practical ways that we can take care of our senses through tangible physical practices, as well as exploring some of the more subtle aspect of considering what is it that we're actually taking in through our senses that's affecting how we feel. And that can be based on what we listen to, what we read and watch, and who we choose to surround ourselves with, who we spend our time with, and even how we set up our environment. Because, um, and I think this is true of anyone, but especially highly sensitive people, you know, if you walk into a space that is incredibly cluttered and disorganized, that's going to feel very different and affect you um, differently than if you walk into a space that's been um, thoughtfully arranged and is um, spacious and pleasing to you. So, um, you know, everything that's around us is affecting us. And, And all of these things, whether we are conscious of it or not, Um, they're affecting how we experience the world. So really, we experience the world in two different ways. One is through our brain and how we think. And then the other is literally through our sense organs. And how we perceive the world, it's governed by what we take in through the senses. So becoming mindful of how we're interacting with the world through our senses is really beneficial to us, especially as highly sensitive people, because again, whatever we're taking in is having a huge impact on our nervous system, on the processing that's going on in our mind. And that's that affects how we feel and our experience of life. So, um, you know, when we consider the mind, our mind has a tendency to be like Velcro for negative thoughts. You know, negative thoughts are more likely to stick and to be a bit like Teflon um, for the positive thoughts. And it's just, it's part of our evolution. It's how we are hardwired for survival, to notice danger, to look for threats, to look for problems, because we need that skill in order to protect ourselves and to be able to survive. But for the most part, nowadays, most of us are not faced with the same kinds of daily threats as our ancestors were. Of course, that's not true in all cases. Sometimes we live in areas that um, where there there are a lot of threats. But most of us these days, like we aren't being stalked by saber-toothed tigers, for example. And so it actually takes some conscious effort 
to release that old patterning, to learn how to rewire our thought patterns in such a way that we're not always in sort of hypervigilant on the lookout for danger mode. And one of the ways that we can do this, that we can rewire how we think and how we perceive the world is through what we choose to actively take in. The more negativity that you take in, in whatever form that may be, that is input that's being imprinted on our subtle body and that's going to be playing in the background of our consciousness. And so when we take in a lot of negativity, so if we, for example, like put on the news and leave it playing in the background all day long, um, or even for just chunks of the day, um, and we're taking in a lot of negativity, then we'll actually look for more negativity in our world. We'll be looking for evidence in our day-to-day life to confirm that the world is actually as dangerous as they're telling us that it is. So as much as possible, we want to just carefully choose what it is that we're taking in if we find that we're wanting to have a more positive experience of life and a more like optimistic kind of mindset. And I don't mean, you know, to have this Pollyanna view of the world that everything's you know, great all the time, because that's not true. But if we find ourselves getting overwhelmed, if we find ourselves like really being overcome by emotions from taking in too much negativity, then we're just, we're watering those seeds of negativity within ourselves instead of watering the seeds of peace within ourselves. So I want you to just take a moment right now. We're just going to do a little practice together. So I'm going to ask that you close your eyes as long as you're in a place that's safe to do that. And and closing the eyes is really helpful because it allows us to withdraw our sense of sight so that we can really take our attention deeper into ourselves. And I want you to ask for a moment, like, What sensory organ feels like it might be getting overwhelmed on a more regular basis? So think about this. Do you have, with your eyes closed as you check in, do you have a really strong sense of smell? Um, are you are you really aware of smells around you? Do you experience a lot of congestion? Are you perhaps surrounded by too many strong smells or scented products in your daily life? What are you taking in through your sense of taste? Are you taking in too many sweets, too much 
salty or refined foods that that tend to have these really strong um, flavors. What are you taking in through your ears each day? Do you spend a lot of time listening to things? Are you, do you always have something kind of playing in the background, like um, music or podcasts, audiobooks, TV, constant conversation? Or do you consciously include times of silence in your daily life? Do you allow yourself to simply listen to the wind or, you know, the birds chirping or the sounds from nature? What about your eyes? Do you feel like your eyes are strained from staring at screens all day long? And then lastly, how is your skin? What is the condition of your skin? Is it dry? Is it irritated? Um, Are you really careful to avoid toxic products on your skin that might have some harsh chemicals or artificial um, ingredients and artificial scents? Um, So just notice like do you experience overstimulation on a regular basis in your life or do you regularly experience a sense of ease a sense of feeling calm and grounded and and spaciousness so this is about getting really curious and paying attention to how we feel and what we choose to take in. So when you are ready, you can go ahead and open your eyes and due to our sensitivities, due to our depth of processing, it is really incredibly important for highly sensitive people to learn how to regulate their nervous system, to regulate the amount of stimulation that you are taking in. And that can mean looking for opportunities in your day-to-day life to take a break, you know, from staring at the screens or filling all of our quiet moments with some kind of sound or some kind of food. Um, You know, if you stop and think about it, like when was the last time that you really allowed yourself to feel bored, for example? Like I I was a child of the 70s and um, we just did not have all the opportunities for this constant barrage of taking stuff in. Um, And I spent a lot more time doing things like walking around in the woods and sitting and reading books um, so that it was quiet. And and life is so different now. And and I find that I really have to um, keep assessing what it is that I'm choosing to take in 
and and then to make the choice to create some space in my life for those quiet times, for those uh, restful and easeful moments. So when we do a self-assessment, when we do kind of an inventory like we just did, it can really help us to notice if any of our sense organs are maybe feeling a little bit overwhelmed or a little overworked. Um, This is not meant for us to become critical or judgmental about ourselves and what we're doing in our life. So I, I encourage you to approach yourself with kindness and with curiosity. Um, We're simply gathering information so we can make better choices of how we take care of ourselves. And um, one of the things that I really appreciate about Ayurveda, um, the practice of Ayurveda, which is the sister science of yoga, it's the ancient healing system from India, is that it offers us a lot of different practices that that take care of our sense organs in ways that most of us did not learn when we were growing up. Um, So the one sense organ that most of us have um, like predictable daily routines around caring for is our mouth because we grew up you know, being told to brush and, you know, hopefully to floss our teeth. Um, But some, some additional things that we can do to care for our mouth besides just choosing what to take in and um, is that we can do things like uh, every morning I scrape my tongue. First thing, that's one of the very first things I do when I wake up in, in the morning. And you can get just a simple tongue scraper like this. And, and you just gently scrape from the back to the front, like maybe four or five times. And then you can rinse your mouth out. Another thing that you can do is the practice known as oil pulling. Um, and this is something I don't do it every day, but I do it from time to time, um, just as a, another way to keep my mouth extra clean. And so you can simply just take about a teaspoon of coconut oil into your mouth. Um, I also use a product um, from Banyan Botanicals that's called Daily Swish. And it's um, it's a cinnamon flavored one, but it's a it's a it's an oil pulling oil. And you just put the put the oil in your mouth and then you just spend a few minutes literally like pulling it through your teeth and swishing it around your mouth. And then when you're done, spit it into the garbage can. So you do not want to spit it down the drain because you'll end up clogging your drains um, if you do it a few times. But um, that's a really nice practice for taking care of your mouth. Um, I used to suffer from really horrible seasonal allergies and, um, and taking care of your nose is another thing that's not necessarily a real common practice in our culture. So um, if you've been introduced to yoga stuff, you might be I'm familiar with using a neti pot and that's something like uh, rinsing your nasal passages. That can be a great practice. Although 
always make sure that you are using like distilled water or water that's been um, fully boiled and then cooled so that you do not um, get any uh, harmful um, amoebas and things like that. So you, you want to be really careful of that. But another practice that I absolutely love, um, I haven't had to do neti so much um, these in the last few years because I rarely get congested anymore. Um, but another practice that I love to do is oiling my nose. And it's another Ayurvedic practice. I use this product. I hope you can see it, but it's called Nasya oil and nausea oil. It's really, really helpful to use if you live in a dry climate or if you experience a lot of stuffiness or for me, I just, I love it because it's, um, it just feels really grounding and really nourishing. So the nose is um, the entrance for prana or life force, life energy that comes into the body through the breath. And so we want to have and maintain like healthy, um, uncongested breathing. So um, using something like nausea oil, and I, I used to make my own oil for a long time. I used to call it open sesame oil. And I would take sesame oil with just a tiny amount of some essential oils and use that. But I also like using the nausea oil. It's very soothing. It protects the nasal passages. It nourishes the nasal tissues. And it's also said to help promote mental clarity and to relieve like accumulated stress and tension in the head. So I usually apply just a few drops. I, I lay down on my bed and I tip my head back and I apply like three or four drops into each side of my nose. And then I'll just breathe it in. A lot of times, and this might be TMI, but I'll take my pinky finger and just uh, massage it into my uh, lower nasal passages and then go wash my hands afterwards and, um, and all of that. But it's a really, I, so I love to do it in the morning. And then I oftentimes will do it again before I go to bed at night. And it's um, just a really nourishing, soothing practice and keeps my sinuses and my nasal passages very happy. Um, if you're interested, I can drop a, 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 a link down into the comments. If you um, are interested in trying anything like this um, for Banyan Botanicals, because um, if you use my link in a code, then you can get a 15% discount. Anyway, this is not a commercial though. I just truly love their products and, um, and, and use them a lot myself. So our skin, then we're gonna move on to the skin. It is our largest organ. It has thousands and thousands of nerve endings. And we wanna be really mindful of how we are treating our skin. And I highly recommend just being in the habit of reading labels, choosing body care and even your household, like cleaning products and stuff, things that are very non-toxic. I mean, I like to kind of go by the rule of generally not putting things on my skin that basically aren't edible. You know, if it's not edible, then I don't necessarily want to put it on my skin either. 
Um, but one of one of my very, very favorite self-care practices are um, dry skin brushing, which can be um, gently, gently stimulating in a nice way in that it helps to move lymph, but then um, to do self-massage with oil. And this is one of my all-time favorite daily self-care practices is to give myself an oil massage. Um, It's known in Ayurveda as Abhyanga, and it's a really, really wonderful way of calming the nervous system. Um, it, it, to me, it feels like when I, when I do my oil massage in the morning, I feel like I'm kind of putting my protective barrier on for the day. It's, um, it's like my, my gentle armor (laughs) stuff can still get through, but, but it's a really nice protective barrier. And, um, you know, and it adds that moisture and lubrication. That's, that's really nice. So you can make your own massage oil blends. You can add essential oils that are really pleasing to you. And then you're um, addressing both your skin and your sense of smell. But I also do use a lot of the, I use the Banyan Botanicals. They make a a daily massage oil and they, they make one that's, um, called sleep easy oil. I, the, the sleep easy one, I like to rub on my feet at night. So I'll oil my feet and then maybe put some socks on over top of it. And, um, it really helps to ground me and, um, just as a way to check in and do something really nice for myself before I go to bed. Um, but normally my, my daily practice is that, um, either right before or right after showering, um, I just start at the extremities and work my way towards my heart. And, um, and that's how I apply the oil and massage myself. So it might sound really kind of indulgent to do self-massage, Um, If you have experienced physical trauma, it might be, um, you know, it might be a little challenging for you, but it becomes this really beautiful way of cultivating a more loving relationship, a more caring relationship with your own body so that you're more deeply connected to yourself. And it's just a great way of, you know, again, just kind of checking in with your body or, you know, like doing your, you know, self exams and stuff where we want to stay in touch with what's going on in our own body. Um, So it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to take a long time, but you can also, um, if you feel like it at times, you can make a whole ritual out of it. You can like warm your bathroom up and put down a towel, like an old towel that you don't mind getting oil on. And you can just really go for it and give yourself a really full, deep massage and then hop in the shower and, you know, rinse off the excess. So next, you can maybe tell this is a practice I really enjoy. Um, Next, I want to talk about the eyes, though. And I've been uh, really aware of my own eyes lately because my my guy and I have been um, both kind of suffering from uh, an eye infection that 
anyways, that we seem to have passed back and forth to one another. And I know all about taking care of eyes because in my younger years, when I was in college and stuff, I worked for an optometrist. So I learned a lot about taking care of the eyes. Um, But it's really important if you spend a lot of time working on a computer or looking at your phone screen to take breaks and to regularly look off into the distance. You know, I have my computer set up so that when I look over, I'm actually looking out the window so that it's real easy for me to stop and look off into the distance so I can look at the mountain. Um, Well, first I see my neighbor's house and then the mountain behind them. And, um, And it's just really great to do that. Another thing that we can do is to really become aware of our lighting. And as the sun starts to go down, we want to start to dim the lights in our home and on our screens. And this is especially important if you have um, any struggles with sleep or insomnia, that we want to make sure that we're not overstimulating ourselves. Um, So nowadays you can schedule night shift to automatically begin on a lot of devices. You you can set the time and and how how much of the blue light is kind of removed. You can get glasses um, that help to block some of the blue light, but it's still good to dim the lights. So we actually invested in all throughout our home, we have lights that, that, you know, we have, we can control on our phone and just dim them down. We can even change the colors of them so that, um, that they're more relaxing colors at nighttime. And that as we start to, to do that in the evenings, then it helps, um, keep us more in tune and in touch with the natural world and with that nature that we are all part of so that we're a little bit more in sync with it um, and that we're allowing ourselves to wind down and, and um, prepare for bed at night. So I also, um, in my computer glasses that I'm wearing now, I have a um, blue light blocker in the lenses. Um, So another thing that we can do is to actually do simple eye exercises. Like when, when was the last time that you exercised your eye muscles? Um, It's easy to forget to do that, but let's actually just do another short practice right now. So I'd like to invite you to take a moment to close your eyes And I want you to just look straight up, not inward, but straight up as if you are looking at 12 o'clock on a clock face. So as if you have, you know, a clock in front of each eye and you're looking at 12 o'clock and now you're just going to slowly start to move the eyes in clockwise direction, pausing as if you're looking at each of the numbers on the clock. So you're gonna go from 12 o'clock to one o'clock, and then to two o'clock. And you can, when you do this, you can take a breath with each one and then look to three o'clock and four and five 
and straight down, eyes closed, looking towards six o'clock and seven, eight, nine, 10. And, and as you're doing this, like notice if there are any areas that feel tight, that feel more tension or that are a little achy. And then all the way back up to 12 o'clock. And then we're just gonna take a moment and just reverse and do the same thing going counterclockwise. So from 12, we'll go to 11, really just looking as far up towards that 11 o'clock and 10, and nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, and back up to 12 o'clock. And then finally bring your eyes just to a soft neutral position. And when you're ready, you can slowly open them. So this is a great little practice that you can do. And again, if you noticed any areas that felt like achy or, or tight or tension, you can come back and you can kind of hang out looking in those areas for a little bit longer. So you can take longer to do that practice or you can just do it like we did kind of moving through just to like, how does that feel? Um, how do your eyes feel? So then our final sense organ is our ears. And like our nose, we can actually put a little oil into our ears to help cleanse and moisturize them. And it's also another calming and grounding practice. It can be especially nice to warm the oil a little bit. So I typically, I typically use just plain sesame oil, not the toasted variety. And, um, and I just put my sesame oil, I have some little dropper bottles. And so I just put some sesame oil into a dropper bottle, and then I might just set it into a glass of warm water. And so I'll just keep a little oil at a time in the bottle and you could set it into a glass of warm water, like maybe before you get into the shower. And then when you get out, it'll be nice and warm. And you can just tilt your head to one side um, and you can put one or two drops into your ear and then just gently massage around the outside of the ear. Or for an even more grounding effect, you can um, lay down on your side, and you can apply like three to six drops into your ear and you can just lay there for 10 minutes. And then I usually take an old towel and roll over to the other side and do the same thing. So three to six drops on the other side, 
rest for about 10 minutes. And then I might roll back over and just let some of that excess drain out. And, um, and you can massage around your ears. And that's a really nice practice for taking care of the ears. Now, if you have any pain, if you have an ear infection, um, definitely consult with your healthcare provider first and don't put oil in your ear if you have a perforated eardrum. So um, taking care of our ears, like we talked about earlier, also includes really paying attention to what are you listening to? What, what sounds are you taking in each day? And um, are you allowing time for silence in your life? Or are you constantly taking in stimulation, whether that's listening to things, um, engaging in a lot of conversation, having the TV playing in the background? Like I know people who kind of get up and turn the TV on and leave it on all day. And it'll just be running all day long in the background. Um, my mom does that at times and she'll even sleep with it on, um, which I cannot do. Um, but you know, it's just the way that, that she learned and how she copes with some things, but we want to pay attention to these things because all these things are, are really bombarding us with stimulation. And so we want to balance that out with time for some quiet time for some stillness in our lives. So to wrap things up, I want to say that you don't have to do all of these practices every day. I know a lot of them might be completely new to you if you um, have not been exposed to Ayurveda in the past. Um, but you can simply just begin by checking in and just noticing, um, are any of your senses feeling overwhelmed? Do you know that you're using any of them a lot? And um, a lot of these practices are actually really quick and easy to do. And, and if you test them out, you might find that they could actually easily become part of your daily self-care routine without a lot of fuss. Um, caring for our senses is just one way that we can create more spaciousness, more ease in our lives. Um, along with just being a fantastic way to calm our nervous system, which is so important if we experience anxiety or if we easily find ourselves becoming overstimulated or overwhelmed. So thank you all so much for joining me and I will see you next time. Mm -hmm.